What's up, everybody? We're back at the Par Bar. You're on Island Block Radio, powered by Dash. I'm your host, Mr. Rich D. Joining me as always, Mr. Vince T. Yo, what's up, everybody? Your favorite family members no longer here. <laughs> He's in exile. <laughs> but uh, Dr. Twisted's here. Dr. Twisted is here. What it do? Dominic Blas. Hello. You got uh, also some guests in the house. The yeah. president from the San Diego Guam Club. Woo. Josh Borja. Mr. President. Half a day. And one of your local musicians here in San Diego, Colt. Up, what's up? The world famous local musician. Yes. Yeah, like that, like that, like that, like that. <laughs> hey guys, cheers. Yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. Happy Friday. It's a good way to end the week. Oh, yeah. We have a full house on this Friday. It's Mother's yep. Day weekend. Yes, Happy Mom's and Day to before, all the moms. Uh, Happy before, Mother's Day. We're not going to be spending the par bar night on uh, Mother's Day. We're going to do it tonight. Um, yeah, so it's a good weekend. Uh, or starting to a weekend. Um, but we're going to skip the weekly catch-up because of the bar is full. There's a lot of news out there to talk mm-hmm. about and discuss. Um, man, Josh, Hopefully. you're back, bro. I'm back. You're. We're almost halfway through the year. Yeah. Halfway through your presidency? Uh, no, quarter. Quarter? Yeah. <laughs> First quarter? First quarter. First quarter's done. First quarter is coming to an end. You guys have been doing, but you've been doing a lot of work. Yeah. And you're in your Def- first term here. Definitely been busy. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been, you've, what I've noticed is you haven't fell off as far as like your involvement in everybody's um, parties and everything they're doing over there at the Guam Club. You're, if, if anything, you're even more involved. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of events going on, you know, from even uh, from square one. I had a meeting with the, the new administration and uh, trying to restructure it, mm-hmm. make it more uh, organized. Right. Uh, giving the board of directors like active committees to uh, oversee and then you know just working with all the officers as well in regards to all the functions that not just happen at the Guam Club but in, uh, outside in the Chamorro community so right right that's good I mean and that's really what you want to do you want to make everybody do their work on their part yes and give them that freedom and, and trust that their actions are, are being are taking care of what they want to take care of in those programs correct correct um, recently, you did you did that uh, culinary um, the Fatinas program. Yes, yeah, Fatinas and the uh, uh, it's initially it was announced as the Totsu program, but we're changing it to Boca because uh, you know everybody knows Boca more than uh, Totsu. Because I guess you can actually uh, uh, misconvey that word because it also means work in Chamorro. Mm-hmm. So uh, Boca was a little bit more uh, relevant, I guess, too. So. Um, so the Boca program, which is the what was known as the senior lunch program, is still surviving, and uh, because it was a federally funded um, program by the San Diego County, oh, so yeah. it's all done by the Guam Club now. <clears throat> so the Liberation Committee is the one that uh, kicked it off. So you know to uh, fundraise for the actual coronation coming up, and that's also a program that we have is the Liberation Queen campaign. And so we have girls uh, fundraise for the Guam Club. And so they uh, ran the program for a couple months. And, you know, they're getting ready for the actual coronation. So now um, I'm taking over for the uh, Boca program slash Fatinas. So if they want to learn how to cook tomorrow food, yeah, we prep on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. every Tuesday for the following day to uh, cook all the food for the, not just the seniors, it's for everybody. So it's like $5 for any senior 62 or older 
$7 for members and $10 for anybody else that who wants to uh, general public general public so how was that how was the turnout for the first one not too bad actually we're already making money so that's the good yeah. thing right so yeah. as long as we're in the black no I'm not calling you black but <laughs> 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 That's what they call it in accounting terms, you know. So, Alchemist. so on that, so on that, <laughs> so on that first, so on that first, uh, uh, you said it's Boca, right? Yeah, Boca. Um, you guys cook the food and then the, you guys are able to eat the food at, at the same time, or you guys sell the food? We sell, uh, we sell it. So we sell it again to the seniors on Wednesday from twelve to two, or anybody who shows up from twelve to two at the okay. Guam Club. So we. I have a team, a pretty good team right now, from Uncle Herman to Auntie June, Uncle Sam, who actually is the, the president from PIFA, nice. ex-president from PIFA, so he's uh, heavily involved as well, Auntie Jeanette Hawkins, uh, Jeanette Perez, and um, Randy Camacho, and um, yeah, so that's pretty much the, the regulars right now, but okay. anybody's welcome to come and help and donate their times, uh, but what I'm trying to do is make it sustainable, where if there's enough people or in enough place that sell where the program would just uh, be self-sufficient. Right. So what I'm trying to do is get a hit a certain quota uh, every Wednesday. And the sad thing about it is that the reason why UPAC, which is the organization that actually used to run the, the program, um, stopped is because of the, the lack of attendance. So, mm. um, and it was... To me, too frequent because it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But to me, if the food is good, people will come. So, and it's you know, and they get the a value for you know, and good tasting food for uh, the for the amount they pay. I think it's going to create word of mouth. So, I think I mean, and this is probably just me speaking. I think this is the location where yeah. the food is right. Yeah. Because if I work downtown, you know, I'm not going to drive outside mm -hmm. of downtown to go get food. Yeah. I'd love to. Um, but what we're also doing for that is actually we're gonna we, we're gonna start a delivery program. Oh, that's cool! Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Just gonna ask that. Yeah, so we're gonna start a delivery program, but minimum ten per location. So like oh, be, to your work, so and then it'll be ten dollars. So so ten dollars per uh, per plate uh, per lunch plate, and we'll deliver uh, to your your location. So I'm only doing if Colt's gonna be my my driver. <laughs> You got to see when you deliver oh, to me, yeah. baby. Yeah, I'm, work, I'm working on my class A, so I think I'll be there pretty soon. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, little things here and there that we're still trying to uh, fine tune and trying to standardize the operating procedure there because, uh, again, it's a very new program for the Guam Club to just take over. Mm -hmm. And um, it's going pretty well, so... It can obviously uh, use improvement, but I appreciate all the feedback for those who have been attending and in regards to the taste of the food, to the, I mean, even just this, uh, this was, this last week was only our second week or my second week actually doing it. And they wanted to do a combo, you know, because was, we, we served, um, cut and pick a ribs and they laugh because it's supposed to cut and pick his chicken, right? But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so Estefal pica ribs. <laughs> and, uh, small ribs. <laughs> like chicken ribs. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and we served um, <laughs> homemade fried chicken. So, but a lot of them wanted combo last week because we had barbecue chicken and we had a, a beef stir fry. And so with that said, you know, just getting the feedback, they're like, we met up with the team. They're like, should we do combinations? I was like, you know what? Why not? If that's what they're asking, let's see what happens. And almost, I want to say more than, 
almost 80% of the people there wanted half and half. Oh, nice. And I was like, damn, and there was a perfect amount of food and everything, you know, because that's the one thing you want to make sure is that you don't overdo the cost, meaning you don't have too many, too much leftovers. Right. So, so it worked out pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. And people were asking, what's next week's menu? What's next week's menu? <laughs> so what about, um, what about like the youth, the young kids? I mean, I would, as great as it is for the Monoko uh, and everybody else, I mean, I would think that the youth is a big part of it too, right? You want to get the younger kids in there to learn how to uh, cook their own food and, and, and cook the, the Chamorro food, right? Correct, correct. And yes, again, that's why we're starting this. And there was actually somebody that signed up already. Uh, she didn't show up, but anyways, it was just good that she was interested. So I'll follow up with her and say, hey, we'll still be there next Tuesday if you want to show up and still want to learn how to uh, cook tomorrow food. Um, but they're not just going to learn how to cook right away. Uh, to me, you got to earn your stripes. Right, right, right. You know, so I'm, I have a... Uh, got to uh, learn how to wash them dishes. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you start washing the dishes. Clean up the mess. Up the mess you know, make sure the bathrooms are clean. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And th this stuff could like count as uh, community service of course. for students, right? Correct. Because it's a nonprofit organization. Yep. That definitely can uh, be, and actually, I, I get approached about that all the time, and that's definitely uh, not a problem. Dang, I feel like that's a big win-win if you're if you're doing like both. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're getting community service and you're learning how to cook. Yeah, that's way yeah. better than like picking up trash at the beach. Yeah. I know the beach is great. Yeah. I'd rather do that cook than yeah. pick up trash at the beach. Pick up trash, people. Yeah, pick up the trash. Don't get me started on trash. Uh, there's, there's always gonna be somebody to pick up the trash. Oh, naughty rancher. <laughs> I'll tell you that shit. I'll help, but I ain't gonna be the only one out there. Yeah, I was there. I had to wear an oversized tank top the last time. <laughs> Looks like I was wearing a pajama tank top. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm here. Um, so yeah, right. that program's going pretty well. Again, it's uh, our, my second week, but it's been uh, going for a couple months now. And uh, right, right now, it's, it's it's moving. Just trying to get the word out, and even more. In regards to those who are interested, and again, uh, it's it's a regular fiesta plate, you know, for the seniors, or seven dollars for those who are members, and then ten dollars for the general public, and we get all walks of life actually right now, uh, a lot of different uh, faces I see, so which is great because they're like, oh, this is my first time here. How do I? I saw it just right here. Just give me your ticket. What do you want? We, this is what we have. You know, like, oh wow, <laughs> just like surprised. Cool. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely know that. You know, if you're gonna serve the food, I mean, you guys are gonna give like a good amount. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I tell you right now, like when I go buy lunch in downtown, that shit sucks. It's a small dollars. fortune, dude. Oh, dude, twelve dollars. Yeah. Sitting there like with a piece of toast and like some milk. <laughs> Half a hard boiled egg with no yolk. Yeah, like, How'd you do that? <laughs> so that's one of the many programs, you know. And then we got the language dance, which is, yes. of course you'll be uh, uh, heading, chairing, and um, so there's a bunch of programs we're gonna be rolling out every month. So right now the fitness and the Boca program is uh, officially taking off, nice. and uh, we're gonna work into the other. Uh, I'm gonna call it the preservation programs, which are all the things that are involved with culture. So anything involved with culture, we're gonna try and uh, teach at the Guam Club. Thanks, man. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that the Guam Club's like uh, moving forward. I mean, I feel yeah. like it's not nothing's been bad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But uh, I feel like it's kind of sat there and kind of just kind of been like an. Uh, 
a middle place, middle yeah. ground. You know, yeah. it wasn't really progressing forward. It wasn't yeah. going backwards either. Kind of stagnant. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but not in a bad way. It was, it was finally good to kind of be there. Yeah. But now it's good to see that the programs are coming through. Because, I yeah. mean, that's what we had talked about in your previous episodes we were with was it was a learning center. Yeah. And it's the original culture center yeah. in San Diego. Right. Uh, once again, if you're just joining us, we're with Josh Borja, the president here of the San Diego Guam Club. But also, we yeah. have Colt. Have a day? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Um, you recently joined the new workforce uh, with Twisted, correct? Yeah. Yep. Uh, San Diego Gas and Electric. Oh, oh shit. Um, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm still kind of so I don't know. I'm sure if I can say <laughs> We do not have permission to use that name. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great company. Um, you know, it's... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly new. Actually, I just started this year, so um, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a great career choice. Um, and um, I think that more people are far and in between in this company, and, um, especially in, in high-rated um, job classes, you know, with yep. some trades going on. So, um, and I feel pretty proud and glad that I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, I was coming up for an electrician, uh, going through a pretty stringent training. Um, it's not easy, it's not a cakewalk, so I'm definitely being proud, you know, I'm coming out proud of that. Just passed my first three weeks of training, um, which is an official acceptance of the job. So. Shit. Six months ago, you didn't realize you'd be. Yeah, you're six at. months ago, I'm, you know, still doing whatever, you know, just to stay afloat. And now I got something to look forward to, a nice career. Um, so you're going to be an electrician? Uh, yeah, that's the that's the goal. You yeah. know? And three Start. years three years from now, I think it's... it's is uh, what's looking like. So he's, nice. still, he's got his apprenticeship that he's got to start still. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's certified through college. You know, yeah. it's like, that's something I've been noticing uh, over the past few years that a lot of a lot of trades are coming back. I know for a while it kind of uh, disappeared, mm-hmm. and everybody was just you know going out and getting their degrees and yeah, and uh, you know that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but now I think people are realizing, yo, we still need we still need houses built, we still need electricians, we still need plumbers. Yeah. Uh, you know all the things that make the world go around. Yeah. So I see I see those kind of jobs coming back a lot lately. And I think it's good. I'm in the uh, manufacturing sector in my professional career, but uh, there's actually uh, a lack of skilled workers right in the manufacturing sector. So yeah. um, if there's kids out there that want to uh, invest in a, a trade, uh, by all means, they actually have them in community colleges to learn how to machine, sheet metal, and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Um, there and is a, lot a, of there's a demand for that stuff. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? so, there's a demand for it. So yeah. there's a high school back in Virginia or South Carolina, somewhere back there, that actually has uh, the equivalent to like National Signing Day for athletes, and they have it for their seniors who are going out into uh, trade schools after high school. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's so cool. they're they're celebrating that and really pushing that now. So there is a big push in the schools um, for for the trades to come back because there is a lack of it countrywide um yeah i I agree with that i think that was and this i mean i think that's kind of the misconception that we kind of received in in 90s yeah they push they push college they push college and that you weren't going to make it if you weren't going to go to college yeah and it was like okay well i gotta go to college and then for those who weren't really into college Mm -hmm. they were like shit i guess i'm I'm screwed you know what i mean like yeah that just isn't the case it's like me i mean i had is it a college or work you know Work was what's keeping me afloat, so I was like, man, I have to put college on hold. Uh, but now you get the opportunity to, to work and go to college. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The thing is, that there's, there's a large number of people out there in the workforce in the trades that have college degrees, but could not get work in that particular yeah, uh, field like that they study. Yeah. yeah, lack of experience or just lack of the jobs out there. Yeah, miss the windows yeah. and all right. that. Right, yeah. but um, no, it's, it's good that 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 you're you're where you're at now, Cole. Um, I mean, looking at it as far as Pacific Islanders. Oh yeah. Wait, I mean, before yeah. you go into that. We're going to want to talk to that Pacific Islanders in that workforce. Um, this segment is brought to you by Guahan Grill. I wasn't going to get you, boy. Guahan no, Grill. My boy, my boy Carl is out there watching, too. Guahan Grill here in San Diego. They have three locations, Oceanside, Point Loma, and Ocean Beach. Imperial Beach. Imperial Beach. Imperial Beach. out there watching. Way to drop the ball, Rich. Well, let's see if he's still watching. I be. I be. Well, there goes that sponsorship. Imperial Beach. Take two. Yeah. Um, sorry, man. You know why? Because you were looking at me. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I must say the, the IB location um, is like nice. I think that's oh, I like it. Yeah. I, like it. I want to see the Oceanside spot since they expanded. I haven't been there in a while. They did expand. They did. Are they even yeah. like a private or section yeah. off room? Yeah. Like with the, the barn yeah. doors? Or a private room. Uh, so party. it is It is nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you right now, the food is good. I know they have like special menus here randomly yeah. here and there. Uh, we got the, I think it was the parrotfish. Yeah, the parrotfish. Oh, oh, that thing's man. bomb, dude. And it's big. Yeah. It was like a the big one. Yeah. Too, yeah. My grandpa was excited about that. But yeah, if you're in the San Diego location and, uh, you know, you're around the Oceanside, stop by there. If you're in Point Loma, stop by there in, in IB near the, the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, stop by that location. You know what I had from them? Uh, you know, they have the, the guam bomb, which is the fries. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And the chicken and stuff. I substituted the chicken with the pulque. I, I would never do that before, ever in my life, but I tried it once because I gave up uh, meat for Lent. So I, you know, yeah. And that was bomb. So if you guys you get the oppor- opportunity to substitute the chicken for the poke in your guam bomb, try that out. Nice. Oh, uh, we don't offer that. Yeah. That's only that was only for you. That's why I said, like, if if you have the opportunity, yeah, they're not. If they say it, nobody will have the opportunity. You gotta do the, you gotta uh, do the secret Islander call. You can get the pokey. All right. Going in and out, you're like, oh, let me get the animal. If you say, if you say like monster, like I did, they just look at you. Funny. Yeah, you're the granilla. Let me monster. get the granilla style fries. <laughs> the what? Huh? <laughs> granilla style. You know, that substitute guy on the park bars talk to about. We it. also want to uh, give a shout out to all the people who join us on the live. Yep. Uh, but back to um, Twisted's uh, topic. He was going into Pacific Islanders in that workforce, uh, which is. Uh, what what did you say earlier as far as the name of the workforce? So so what Cole's getting into is the uh, power grid, power power, power grid electrician. Um, so as far as power grid transmission and distribution, um, the presence of Pacific Islanders in that particular field is pretty low. Yeah. So I mean I know of three now at my company that are that are Pacific. I actually know four that I know of that are Pacific Islanders in that trade. You know, and that's not a lot. That's not a lot for a company as big as we are. Oh, yeah. Of, as we are. of being an electrician? An electrician or a distribution lineman, yeah. Mm. So the numbers are small. That's yeah, I mean, it's probably because they probably put uh, electric tape on everything. Yeah, bro, but if they knew, <laughs> okay. it's like climbing okay. a coconut okay. tree, but you have hooks on your feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got all that safety equipment. Like, hey, bro, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some oil. <laughs> I'll connect the wire. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, no, and it's funny because I um, mean, today was like our finals, right? So I passed all the finals, did good. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Who's a booger eater? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Whoa. What's your name? Where were you born? Where are you going after you leave here? Yeah. Who's what your time daddy? is it? No, uh, uh, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's like, your daddy? Who's 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 your and they're all like kind of surprised, like, oh, really? Because everybody was like local, you know, like born and raised here in San Diego. And um, you're Cuban you know, from Guantanamo? And they're like, oh, you're from Guam. I'm like, yeah. From Guatemala? Yeah. And also, um, you know, all my friends and family called me caught. And they were like, what? I'm like, caught or, or, you know, cold. You can't say the uh, caught. And they're all like, oh, okay. So now, now everybody's trying to get, get that name in line, you know, just get the representing yeah, yeah I, call him, I call him Colt yeah, no, yeah. For, for the yeah. longest for like a, time for like the first three months <laughs> I was like who's that who's, Kobe who's guy Kobe <laughs> and, then, no, and you guys didn't know I was saying that until I fucking wrote it out yeah, if he no, didn't I'm have it written on his man. hand I, I wouldn't know what his name was Cole they're like, like, Cole. like they're like no it's Colt I'm like how the hell do you get Colt from Franklin no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like well it just keeps on breaking down into smaller you'll get there I mean, there's a K in, in my, you know, in Frank, so. Now, nah, well, Start Frank and Colt. <laughs> congratulations on your new uh, career venture. Uh, yeah. 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 Congrats. Yeah, well, congratulations. And yeah. if you're uh, if you're out there and you need, uh, you know, a trade, electrician is, is obviously not oversaturated with, with the Pacific yeah. Islanders. It's, it's not unreachable, it. you know what I mean? So Find the apprenticeship program when you're, uh, wherever you're at, it's out there. Look for your IVW local, and they have the apprenticeship programs, and get in there. Get yourself a good, solid trade. Yeah, solid. Solid. Awesome. It doesn't have to be an electrician either. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot I actually of have, a, I have a buddy that's yeah. in a welding right now. Yeah. Uh, he's on his second year and he's almost done with school, I think. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, all the all the trades out there, like, they have to do with utilities. I mean, all, all around, just we're, we're looking for people. So, if you're out there, you don't want to climb poles, you don't want to mess with electricity, you want to mess with gas, you, you know, you want to do asphalt, concrete work. Whatever it is, there's all those jobs are out construction, there. Construction, any kind of utility construction jobs are out there waiting. So nice, um, man. Yeah, congratulations, brother. Thanks. Okay, uh, so some of the the more part of the t- uh, conversation today. Uh, once again, last week we had a couple buddies out here from Hawaii. Yeah. So I guess this is something that's going to be a round table because you know we're all uh, Micronesian for the most part. Um, and it is a topic that we have discussed before. Yeah, it is a topic yeah. we have discussed before. Uh, but it was different to have some insight from somebody who's from Hawaii, right? Who's Hawaiian? Who's also an activist in Hawaii? And then have a different of opinion, or not opinion, but like a a different view on Micronesians out there, right? Okay. So, um, and not that he he was he was ever saying something like not a fan of them, right? I think it was more along, along the lines of there's just so many of them, and there's Hawaii's not able to take care of them all. Right, and and what ah. and what what took what took them to the island is what he was pushing. You know, the conversations that he was having with people, and they would talk bad about Micronesia. Right, and he's like, well, you know, what do you expect? I mean, these people they weren't 
they didn't come here on their own accord. They were pushed out of their own islands because of the bombings that the U.S. government did. Right. That's how they ended up here. You know, they're refugees. That's what it's saying. They are refugees. So, and so we're talking about places like Palau, Chuk, um, Marshall, you know, Islands, Marshall Islands, Islands, you know, those those areas. And then the government up up in up Rutsu moves them to wherever they can. I believe he said there's Hawaii. Uh, what was the other one? Colorado. Guam. Oklahoma. Guam. Yeah. Oklahoma was one of them. Oklahoma, I think Minnesota was yeah, another Minnesota. Um, Minnesota, yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I'm, I, I think there's, there's actually a documentary on. I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's on like Netflix, but there was one about like the Palau um, community out there. In Oklahoma, yeah, no, or Minnesota. Minnesota. It was in Minnesota. That's, that's I crazy. So, and it, it's abundance of them. And yeah, then there was like one guy who was really because uh, people were like kind of nervous about them coming out yeah. there. Like you know, just like oh, they're all they're, they're way too different. But they actually helped the community come together. Oh, nice! Right? Mm. Because of the way they were, yeah. and they, they were like they're really into like farming and like taking care of the land. Yeah. And so, from them being from an island, they they taught them how to in Minnesota how to use the land, even oh. in cold conditions. Oh wow! Mm. Yeah. So it was actually pretty interesting. interesting. Uh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on that Netflix man. or YouTube. Okay, check that out. Um. So anyway, so the the, the conversation. Uh, Mark, you uh, you want to take this one? About where we were and kind of like, um, yeah. So we were, we were just, we were just kind of hanging out, and and the topic came up about the uh, Micronesians in Hawaii, and I asked him, you know, what what his opinion was because we had had the conversation and we had some guests on the show before, and you know he was telling us the same thing, you know that you know the people are refugees, and you know it's just the U.S. government was supposed to be funding all this money to take care of them. He goes, and every time it's approved. At the last minute, it's it's uh, the money is stopped. So they're not the, the the people. The state of Hawaii is not receiving the money that these people need to sustain themselves. So what happens is it all falls on the taxpayers and the citizens of Hawaii to take care of them. Right, and that's, and that's where it stems from. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are upset about is because they're they're forking out the dough from their own paychecks and the taxes to take care of them, feed them, and house them, and everything else, and give them medical care and everything. You know, and, and it's kicked up. You know, you know, we've said it before. The homeless population in Hawaii is greater than any state here on the mainland. You know, they have the highest, the highest homeless rate. I think a lot of it is the Micronesians because they have nowhere to go. You know, and, and you're looking at an island like Hawaii where land is being taken away from the indigenous people or the, the native people there. Um, a lot of them people don't even have land place to live so here you throw a bunch of people from other islands on to another island where are they gonna go from there so uh, but he he was not uh, of the opinion of you know the micronesian people on hawaii suck or anything like that he said in fact he's actually got pissed off in conversations with people when they say something like that mm. he's like you know he gets real defensive about it because like people base their stuff off of stuff they don't really understand exactly and that's what he has to point out to them that they're not here of their own choice yeah. they were they were pushed out and now they're they victims. are refugees yeah and they're yeah. victims of what the u.s government did to their island they have nowhere to go their home was basically poisoned with radioactive uh you know the atomic bomb testing and stuff during the war so yeah he's a he's a real advocate for, for them um and uh, I want to get you guys' opinions, kind of like what you guys think about that. Is it, well, there's also then a bad um, reputation they create for themselves, or some create for themselves, some bad apples. But before we get there, this next segment is brought to you by 
Island Block Concert Series, May 17th, Maoli in Anaheim House of Blues. You can get your tickets at <laughs> no, you can uh, hit up uh, Joe Sav on Instagram. I'm sure you got plenty of tickets left. Or, so maybe, it, or maybe not. So you might want to hit yeah. him up soon. So Molly's coming again, May, nice. or coming May 17th. Um, Those boys good. Those boys are good, are man. Good. <laughs> yeah, as long, you think they're gonna sing their um, their country song? Their country cover? They, 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 they have to, right? They have to. Yeah. Is that bad? That's like one of their biggest songs. No, no, it's awesome. No. I like it. They have a lot of good songs, though. Oh, you know yeah. what? You know what? Doing that though, like playing a country song, does it makes it grabs people from different. Oh, yeah. right there by the a different. Yeah. Right <laughs> like, do you think they would be exposed to like a country audience if they didn't do that cover? Probably not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Doing point. something like that is is good for them and you know growing their fans. So that's May 17th once again in Anaheim. They're playing House of Blues up there. Uh, get your uh, tickets from Joe Sav. Joe Sav or Q yep. on the morning ride. Was it 6 to 10? Yes. Yeah, Monday through 10. Friday. <laughs> yeah. Only on Dash Radio. Almost. Sit there in the corner. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to download the app. You got to um, download the Dash app. You do got to download the app. Thank you. Uh, but also, big shout out to all the people who are joining us live. Um, we also have Abraham who just jumped on. Uh, thank you guys for joining with us. We have Josh Borja from the San Diego Guam Club, the president, and Colt, who's also a local musician and in the workforce here. Electrician. Currently on tour, his world tour. <laughs> his world tour of San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, local My new South song's going to be Substations. <laughs> um, so, question is, do you feel like Okay, one, is it the Micronesians who are uprooted from their home and replaced into a new position? Because um, I can only imagine. Can you imagine if, like, you were here in San Diego and some, the government was like, look, you got to go. And you can't even move anywhere else into another island. You got to move to uh, Oklahoma. Were, were they given anything, like, uh, subs were they subsidized anything? Or they just, like, got a plane ticket and, then okay, here, you're going to Hawaii and that's it? They, uh... Pretty much gave them citizenship. That's it. That's it. And that's, that's why they were able to come to mainland. So the ones that were able to make it to the mainland U.S. are here. Um, the other ones that couldn't afford it either stopped in Guam or Hawaii. That's as far as they could get. So you can just imagine that journey from their island, Guam, Hawaii, mainland. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. So to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, I'd be pissed too, and I. If you couldn't find work right away, you don't know anybody anymore. Well, it's a totally different, different culture, you yeah. know, it's just a different totally language. Different lifestyle. Even if you don't know, yeah. especially yeah. if you don't know English. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So then you run, you, you then you kind of see where oh. the alcoholism starts coming, kicking mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. yeah, that depression, kicks, depression in. kicks in. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think? What do you guys well, think? Is it not just the, uh, stemming from the bad things, but when I heard about the bad things, you know, but. Well, for me, my opinion would be to educate them, have an educational program as soon as they get there in regards to and try to find opportunities for them already, you know, as soon as they get there. Because before you, they get into this, the bad situation, um, even educate them on regards to all this freedom they're going to have and access to all this alcohol, drugs and, all, and so on. Because... There's a lot of temptations that they don't know are, and realize that is there here in the U.S. Yeah. So we are are raised in regards to by our parents of to stay away from that. Right. 
But when they're, you know, they're just given like, okay. In abundance. Yeah, like, wow, I can do all this. And the next thing you know, they just go the wrong way. So to me, it's a, it's an educational thing. And I understand even if it's English, if they need to learn English, you know. So to me, breaking it down into an educational t- uh, type of aspect is uh, where I would start. Mm. Regardless of what it is that they want, you know, if, if they need help for recovery, if they need help to find a job, if they need help for finding a, uh, you know, home and or what or, or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Because, because the U.S. is a, a land of opportunities, what you do with it. But I understand that they, they're not used to the culture or the lifestyle. Yeah. So that's, a, that's a, that again, to me, if they are educated in regards to what they need to learn in regards, you know, in regards to the culture, the American culture or whatever, wherever they're at. You know, so I, I would actually reach out to each of these leaders. And you said they're everywhere, right? They're in Missouri, Oklahoma, Minnesota. Can, Minnesota. And so if they have uh, community leaders, I would reach out to them and see what they can do to uh, create educational programs to, because there are actually government programs already that exist for everybody. Right. You know, but so, if you don't, I mean, one, if you don't, don't know, speak, yeah, they, if you <laughs> right. don't speak English, alone right there then you're not gonna so, you're not gonna look to the government to help you with more yeah, the thing is that those, those programs are funded by the government and if that money that's supposed to be funneled into that program mm-hmm. is stopped and used somewhere else then that program ceases uh, to exist that's yeah. another thing too yeah. well so, that's I can't I, I don't imagine well let me think if if it's okay so if, if Hawaii's having that issue does that would you assume that other states are having that issue well you, you gotta think about it so you know they get this big pot of money for this program and that money is dissipated throughout all the different states. Mm-hmm. So the mainland is going to get the majority of it. They're going to take care of the mainland first. And then whatever territories or things like Guam, Guam's federal funding is very low. Mm-hmm. You know, what they would get. I mean, if you look at it on the scale, it's probably the lowest one out of, you know, all the states and territory. Right. So when you're looking at even Hawaii, how the U.S. government basically forced these people to, to an island that they're not from. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you all this. But you know what? We're going to use this money over here instead. And it's like that every year when that budget comes up, from what, what Davis was telling us. Right. So, yeah, there are programs out there, but without the money to... Without the funding. To, yeah, the funding to support it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're going to cease to exist. Um, what do you... As I think Dom and um, even Vince T or even Cole, what do you think about, like... So they come over here and then they or they go to Hawaii. And then you run, they run into the alcoholism like we were talking about. Um, but then there also has to be some kind of transitional period between some time where you're failing and then there has to also be a time where you have to succeed at some point, right? Because uh, this isn't just happening recently. This is happening throughout the last couple of decades, 40s, right? Since the 40s. Right. So, I mean, at some point there has to be a turning point, right? Well, I'm, turning point is rock bottom for some people, though. You know what That's I mean? True. And some, like, some people's rock bottom is lower than, you know what I mean? Anybody of, of here can imagine. So, like, if, if you're already behind, behind, and you, you have to, I don't know, it's tough, man. Sometimes when you get down there, it's it's hard to, to pull yourself back up. That's why those programs that Josh was talking about, if, if they were impl- implemented, they, they would help these people greatly. Yeah, just like a, uh, a welcoming committee. Yeah. As simple as that. That would be yeah. huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start there. Yeah. If the, whoever's coming, I mean, some of these, uh, maybe, at least I'm envisioning if it's happening since the 40, 40s, 
there has to be community leaders or people that are successful already too because yeah. there's there's good and there's bad right so but we always hear the bad find those ones that can become leaders for their communities and and see if they can be the leaders to help um at least start with the ones that are coming in as the ones that are there have been there a while it's already like a, a mature stage of uh you know uh, depression or whatever it may be or in regards to being uh, in, a, in, a, in a bad sense of uh, being uh, out here in the US right because the, the, to I don't know for me you got to start from you know from ground zero and ground zero some of them already been here for a while right so right, right. they already uh, understand uh, I like to relate it back to business because I'm so used to uh, business. So, like, you got a mature product, a, a person that's been here for a while. It's hard to change old, uh, teach old dog new tricks. So, I want to try and catch those ones that are here right now uh, uh, and see if I can uh, make a, a, a positive effect on them before they go south. Because they're still fresh. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, and then try to see and still reach out. I'm not saying don't reach out to the ones that are are here already and right. uh, went yeah. south. But start with the guys like, that are well, fresh. You're spoiled. Can't, sorry, you can't help yeah. me. <laughs> no, give, give them an option. You're mean. And then yeah. once you start. Them an option or option way out or, yeah. you know. Give them a, give, hey, you know what? We're looking for yeah. some electricians. But, you know, yeah. the thing is, you, you, you got to look. There, it's got to be a huge culture shock because you look oh, at yeah. people coming from, from an area yeah. where the lifestyle is very laid back. Yeah. And then you're coming to mainland United States oh, and man, it's yeah. just the well, fast pace. When, 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 when uh, Josh was just saying, like, he goes, you can imagine, like, when you're on the islands. And especially in like Palau or, or the um, Marshall Islands, the Marshall Islands, where you don't have a liquor store on every corner. Yeah. Um, I was all I could imagine yeah. was like myself at 19 when I was had like a fake ID in Vegas. Yeah. I was just like, yes. oh my god, it's everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> it's everywhere. No one cares. Like a kid in a candy store, yeah. man. No one cares that I'm here. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, it's horrible. Uh. And in and thinking in my mind now, I'm like, dude, I couldn't imagine that being an adult at you know a certain age and. Um, Oh, yeah, Getting uprooted, yeah. Even the ones that nuts. choose, like like me, I, I chose to come out to come out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had a choice, and, and, and I chose to come out here. And even with that, was a culture shock. Yeah. You know what I mean? I took some adjusting. Yeah. And, and imagine sure. the ones that yeah, like this doesn't look like out. MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> I like to in regards but to culture shock. So, I like to relate to the. Damn, I have to buy a coconut now. <laughs> yeah. I, ne- I never paid for a fruit in my life. <laughs> no, right? Never. Now I'm buying mangoes, coconuts, avocados. Oh my god, eight mango trees. I'll never buy mangoes. <laughs> oh, you can't guess, go to the gay AM team and buy fuga. Hey, it's even, hey, it's even weird because when we go back there, they're like, dude, there's mangoes everywhere. <laughs> they got deal all over again. Yeah, over here, you gotta go to Mexico to get a damn coconut. <laughs> so let me let me ask you when you were on um Cole, when you're on Guam did you have any like kind of bias or like uh prejudice towards uh people from Chuuk or Palau um I think that's I don't want to say um yes or I don't want to say no I mean I, I think that's everywhere you know everybody's got a little bit of prejudice um, from something that's a little bit different from what you're used to mm-hmm. um you know what I mean? But there's still, I had I had plenty of friends. I had plenty of friends that are from, from Chuk, from the Philippines, from Pompeii, um, you know, all over the Micronesian islands, you know what I mean? And uh, um, it's just it's just what you make of it, you know what I mean? Um, I think I think there's always a little bit of prejudice in, in anything because you don't fully understand what these guys are like or yeah. what these guys are like. Uh, until you understand that, then you 
Then it becomes better, but uh. But those guys can play volleyball. Oh man, I'll tell you, they're they're strong. They're, they're strong. I want you on my team. That's your president right there. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of like even on our side, at least uh, in California, right? Like we have how they have like uh, issues with, I guess, immigration. Um, we have our issues here with illegal immigration and immigration. Um, and federally, I mean, I guess we're more funded, but I, I can only imagine like the struggle that they're having because they're not getting up, they're not coming over illegally. They're getting put in illegally. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which right. is yeah, different. Not, you know what I mean? Uh, not immigrants. Yeah, that's, man. But again, I think if they had a some type of educational program, Programs, yeah. And as soon as they get, you know, set even foot, before they leave island, yeah, probably. you know, right. get a, give them something educational. Like, this is yeah. where you're going. This is, you know, where you're going. Okay, here's like a little pamphlet about that city. Mm-hmm. Uh, read, read on if you transition. have any questions. Transition, man. But you know, you know, the thing is, though, is you, you think about <clears throat> if this has been going on this long, uh, when they get there and they get into their community, they're probably also being fed from those people. This is the way that it is for us over here. Mm-hmm. You know, so then right away they're fed the negative side of it. So they're going to be on that defensive. Mm-hmm. Right. Because this is how the locals treat us. Yeah. You know. Hmm. So that. Sorry about that. Took a, had to get a beer. Um, yeah. Because Jay, the bartender's so, not here. But yeah. You know, um, uh, you know, it was a deep conversation for sure. And, and I hope the best for um, our Micronesian brothers, our island people out there in, in Hawaii, you know, in anywhere they are yeah. in this place. Um, like Josh said, uh, you know, try to get help and, and try to start programs out there. If, you, if you're if uh, you if you're one of the community leaders, yeah. if you're out there and you can be one, you know, try to help out. Um, but I also want to share, you know, say thank you to Aloha Aina Point Company for oh, talking yeah. with us about the conversation. Yeah. Uh, it was a deep one. It was, it was a good one too. Um, yeah. So, I don't think we don't know if we solidified anything, but but you know, get help. Yeah, if you, it's out there for it's sure. A conversation starter for sure. Um, so we're gonna go into our last segment, which it should be a fun one. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, <laughs> shit, here we go. This segment will is brought to you by the Par Bar Podcast yeah. Radio yeah. Show. We have and? a show. And? We have a show. Yes, we got a show. We have a show. We got a show. We have a show. And we got yeah. an event. Yeah. Yeah. No, event, event, May 24th. Event. Event. Tell your mama. That L. Smith Brewing Company. Yes. You have that uh, address? L. Smith. It's on L. Smith. 9990 L. Smith Court, San Diego, California. Zip code 92126. Up there in the Miramar area. Yep. So we do have Untitled. The band is called Untitled. Playing. That's gonna be bad. But we have bro. a badass backline. I mean, they're badass alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the lineup behind them. That's but the, the backup band for them is not even a backup band. It's it's like headliners. Yeah. Um, How do so, we get that shit? Yeah. Because <laughs> we're uh, the par bar. <laughs> so we do have swells on the keys. <laughs> we have uh, our brother Caleb. He's a yes. drumming drummer for Leilani was Wolfram. drummer for Leilani oh, okay. Wolfram, but he also drums for a lot of big bands up there in L.A. Right on. And then. Uh, I haven't. Oh, I met him once. His guy Aaron. Oh, he's, yeah, he's uh, Sammy cool. J's. Uh, he did sound for CCF in yep. the Sammy J's. Basically. Oh, okay, Aaron, big Aaron. That's yeah, tight. yeah, yeah. And then you have the um, the three siblings, uh, Samoan and Tongan siblings, singing on the front. Oh man, it's gonna be killer. Yes. No, so I'll tell you what I, I showed uh, I showed some people um, the flyer, and they knew the, them right off the bat. Nice. Not even a uh, Pacific Island like. Wow. So they they were American yeah. Idol contestants. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So all, all three, three of them. them. 
So they, they are they're really good. And guess what else? The event's free. Woo! Woo! Just come wait, in where you can hang out. Wait, wait, what? The beer's not free. Hey, dude. Beer not free, though. Part. To get in is free. And it's all ages. To get in is free. To get in is free. So you guys can bring your families out. It's a free event. All ages. We'll have uh, a patio. We'll have Gwen's Tony Gwynn's uh, gourmet food truck. Yep. Out there, it's gonna be a great event. Actually, if you missed the first one, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Josh was there. Oh, yeah, it was good times. Good times. And yeah. if you bring your kid, we'll have rock throwing content. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can throw the black, black Nissan truck. That's gonna be out there. Yeah, black Nissan. The corn. Or blue was that the corn? Truck. All right. So that's uh, once again May twenty fourth uh, down here in San Diego, L Smith. So before we run out of time, because we're coming up on that time. Uh, the fun one. So Colorado decriminalizes uh, m- psychedelic mushrooms. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Dom, Everybody. give us a little bit of, of the positive of why this is a positive thing before and history on it before we jump into our own opinions on it. Oh, man. You're throwing me? I mean, you're I've, the one I've, who posted all the shit. Right? I, okay. I <laughs> well, I, well, I'll back him on it because I, I was reading the same thing he was reading. Yeah. Too, so well, I, I was, you know, our family has been stricken. Um, or has been affected by cancer. Yeah. So I, I was doing like research online for um, certain treatments and things like that. And I come up across a study that uh, a well-known college professor, he gave his mother along with uh, a diet and other treatments. He fed her um, mushrooms. And I believe um, her tumors, I think it was breast cancer. But um, she was she ended up, um, you know, going into remission. Oh, wow. nice. And um, uh, also part of my research is it, it, it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't psychedelic mushrooms, you know, in general. But it, it just it bled into what I was was reading and listening to and watching. And um, you know, it had mush people who take uh, psychedelic mushrooms, um, specifically smokers. 80% of those people are able to stay off cigarettes for the rest of their life. Um, also, um, in terminal patients, you know, patients that are, you know, diagnosis is, is basically you're just waiting. Um, they found that uh, taking psychedelic mushrooms reduces their anxiety from fear of death. Right. Um, and then part of Mark... Um, so, so, so Colorado today, um, in a slim vote, voted to decriminalize a psychedelic mushroom. Um, it looks like it's going to be on a 2020 ballot in Oregon, and California is probably going to follow close behind for a second attempt to get this done. And the FDA is actually jumping on board and they're endorsing it because of all the studies that have been taking place, all these different uh, universities that have been doing, doing studies on psychedelic therapy. And what they're finding is um, under a treated and guided uh, mushroom trip is what they're calling it. Um, it can help to stop um, addictions to cocaine, heroin, uh, smoking, alcoholism. Um, and the FDA is backing this right now because of the increase in suicides and suicides because of depression. Mm-hmm. And it's helping people with their depression. And to get rid of that feeling of uh, worthlessness, um, they're using it for treatment of veterans for PTSD, mm-hmm. and um, so there's a big push on it right now. Um, 
That's a uh, pretty interesting. Overall, I never heard about anything about psychedelic mushrooms besides uh, putting it on my pizza. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, but for us, <laughs> but I put it in my soup. Wait, wait, wait. No, what, what the hell is a psychedelic mushroom? It's a uh, any kind of mushroom with amounts uh, of psy- the psych- is it psychotic, not psychotic, psychedelic. It's a substance called uh, Cybacillin Cybacillin Which is like Cybacillin <laughs> But uh, okay so Okay we get it So there are there are benefits of it Question All right. Let's round table this Because we're running out of time Is it with By legalizing By legalizing marijuana Have we now just Opened up that rabbit hole It's the gateway for drug For every drug For every other drug I think um, Uh Let's start with uh, yeah. Let's start with Dom. Um, uh, maybe, but um, also there, you know, these things are being been studied for years and years. Yeah. You know, um, and there's all kinds of other countries that have decriminalized drugs and treated addiction as a disease rather than yeah, rather than Just you know, a social problem. Yeah, so I think. If there's anything positive, it's getting people help that need help, right? And and not making them fear uh, consequences, you know, legal consequences, going to jail. Like, how how many people are in jail or in prison right now for weed or or anything like that? You know what I mean? I think you know. I don't know. Cool. Uh, I mean, I agree with Dom here. Um, I think uh, it does. You know. Maybe it does open up a gateway for other drugs, but um, you know there are drugs that are made to for the high, and then there are drugs that are given. You know what I mean? Uh, like marijuana, mushrooms, right? Mushrooms are natural substance, so, yeah, organic. Um, and I think all the research that are being done, I think it's a good thing. And and just to add on to that, like how much there's there are so many problems in the nation or all over the world that have to do with over medication mm-hmm. of pharmaceutical narcotics you Correct. know what i mean um and that's another addiction that can be treated that needs to be addressed as well mm-hmm. but like i feel like i don't i don't do drugs but i feel like anything that you don't have to tamper with naturally you know chemically or whatever i th- i think it should be decriminalized right and uh vince t um is it a is it a gateway? I think it's a it's a gateway. But by legalizing marijuana, have we opened up the gateway to now start decriminalizing other drugs? I I, I think yeah, only if the drug has a positive reinforcement to it. Like they said, it's been studied for for years, right? I don't think crack will ever be legal. No, no. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So so anything that they they can prove that has a positive reinforcement and has health benefits, I think I think yeah. It, well, I mean. Vicodin has a, a positive uh, effect. It may, numbs you up to pain, so that's positive. And they gave that out, right? Yeah, but that's not a good thing because people get also addicted to uh, yeah, like yeah. an opiate. Yeah, well, any 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 substance should be regulated. I mean, you shouldn't just be on it all the time. Yeah, I agree. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, that, that's my that's my my take. Uh, so, twisted. Um, make it fast. Yeah. So you know, you know, at that one at one time in this country, cocaine and heroin was legal. It was it was actually given out by doctors to numb pain and you know. That, that Tree was, This is yeah, uh, Shrooms. 
No, no, I'm talking talking about legalizing drug, the gateway drug. So like I said at one time heroin and cocaine, that was those were legal. Mm-hmm. Those were actually prescribed as medicines to people. Now talking about the shrooms, when you talk about psych patients and the medications that they're on, mm-hmm. those medications are limited. The scope of treatment that those medications actually treated, it's very limited. And what it causes is different side effects that causes them to be medicated with something to counter that side effect. Yeah. Eventually that side effect needs to be medicated. Or studies that they've shown with these mushrooms, they're not having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. They do a treatment or two on these mushrooms and it's under a therapist's watch and they guide them through this trip and it brings them off of their... Yeah, and, they, and they don't even have to keep using it. No, it's, they don't. it's after like a few uses. Yeah, it's oh. not, and it's 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 something that's not an addictive uh, narcotic, so to speak. It's mm. not an addictive drug. It's it's a natural thing, and like there's people that have taken mushrooms and done it one time and never touched them again. But then there's also studies that people have taken them and had a bad trip. Yeah, and uh, but they're saying even those people with those bad trips, if they seek out, which they say that 88 percent of those people have sought out psychiatric help those psychiatrists were able to guide them through that bad trip and save them from that bad trip hmm. uh, before I get to Josh we have uh, Abraham who's on he said uh, he's seen he's like uh, he said no as far as the legalization of the marijuana being a gateway drug he said he's seen uh, people get off drugs he sees a lot of people getting off drugs and he's happy to see it for himself hmm. um, so big a shout out to Abraham Thanks, man. Uh, Josh do you feel like the legalization of marijuana has put us down into this rabbit hole of digging deeper? Um, I say I agree with Abraham. It, it's not because um, if it's to help people, you know, to me, this is worse than anything else. <laughs> this is the gateway to all drugs. Shut your, <laughs> shut your mouth. What is the mascot? Okay, this mic. This mic. So, mic. so <laughs> May twenty fourth. Who invited him? <laughs> oh man. So, Pop Bart is going down. Pop Bart is going down. Who invited this guy? So this is getting a little bit deep. Just so you all know, ATF in here. Yeah, Josh is on a trip right now, guys. Fucking Antifa dude in here. So, but. <laughs> you long haired hippie. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I. I <laughs> so, to answer that question, no, I don't think it's uh, it's going to us, uh, dig us deeper to uh, down the rabbit hole. You know, you guys already said all the good points, you know, the pros and the cons. So, um, if it's to help a person in a, in a positive way and to get them off and get them to uh, uh, on their own feet without drugs. Yeah. Then, then no, it's not, you know, so. Um, and just to wrap it up, I think I was with Dom uh, when, right when you brought in the um, pres- uh, prescription medicine. Um, I, I think, I believe more people get addicted to those. Oh, yeah. And those are worse. Right, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen people addicted to pills. Yeah. And that gets really bad. That's, there's documentaries. Oh, have bigger yeah. side effects. Yeah. yeah. And that's the that's I mean, the epidemic going on right now, you know, with the Oxycontin and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 When you're, 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 when you are taking like your... So it's so bad that you're writing. You're trying to steal prescriptions from people. professional athletes. Yeah, man. Yep. So, Damn. Um, yeah. there's documentaries on that. If you know, I mean, I won't do shrooms. Nah, I don't even smoke weed. So, hey, we should try it and do a show. Hey, fried mushrooms are good though. At <laughs> that part, I do mushrooms and do a show. Yeah. I do pepperoni and mushroom <laughs> on my pizza. <laughs> like, anybody else feel like a Jack Terrier and there's a snake in front of them? <laughs> 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 I'd be like. Uh, 
freaking uh, what is it, super bad? Anyway, he's like, oh yeah, I don't try anything but dicks. <laughs> what, the? what? Okay, folks. So uh, <laughs> with that said, okay. Back to the question. You're on. You're on. Rewind. Oh, Vince, you can edit that one out, yeah, right? Well, I'm gonna put that off to the back. <laughs> That's gonna be my ringtone, son. <laughs> right when he calls me. <laughs> All right, with that being said, we're gonna get out of here. You listen to Item Block Radio, Post of the Pacific, where paradise, paradise lives. Ask the later. Shoot. Shoot.